Okay. I'm trying to. I'm ordering my notes. And then community, and then community, and then the hundred. Uh, we can end off on community since we're talking about the whole show. Okay. Oh, we I've only, go, I've seen the first two episodes of community. Yeah. Oh, I watched the entire season because I thought we were going to talk about it. <laughs> I didn't have time. I was too busy watching all the other <laughs> shit that you watched today. I woke up extra early to finish it because I thought you finished oh, damn it. God damn it. And it's fine. All right. It's fine. Because this is now our cold opener. <laughs> <laughs> Movies, TV, Blu-rays. If somehow you're consuming it on the screen with your eyes, then you'll hear it on Scene and Nerd. Here are the hosts of Scene and Nerd, Casey, Pete, and Matt, with a little help from Casey Franco. Hey guys, welcome to Scene and Nerd. And we're I'm back. Here. Uh, it is Scene and Nerd with that, Matt. It's uh, Casey and Matt that are... Welcome back to Scene and Nerd. Today... Yeah, welcome to Scene and Nerd. Are we, have you started Whoa, yet? Whoa, what is podcast is it? <laughs> How podcast is it? Do you see what happens when Pete takes a week off? <laughs> we're, we're fighting for second billing at this point. I had just said, I had, I had just said, like it's like they gave the two side characters the keys to the show, <laughs> and not even like good side characters like Aaron Paul. It's like, it's like John. No, Jonathan Beggs is also a good side character. Man, I am just, I'm just not on top of it today. Where's Pete? I need Pete. He to is um, doing Petely things, as we like to say. Right, he's off doing. He's off pacing around. So anyway, welcome to Scene of Nerds. <laughs> for real. I'm sorry. Yeah, for reals. Were you going to no, say something? No, I was not. I, I, I was I, trying I to figure out who's really going to introduce the show. Really and now we're story. talking over each other. Welcome to Scene of Nerds. Uh, the, 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 the movie podcast that has its shit most together, obviously. That's an <laughs> obvious fact. Uh, I am Casey, uh, the local village idiot. And that sexy son of a bitch on the other end of the line is hey, Matt Salzy. There's no evidence of how sexy I am. Uh, well, I mean, there's pictures. There's pictures. Everything's photoshopped on the internet, so it's uh, fine. Uh, yeah, true. Rule 34, wait. Or is on Vanity Fair. Wait, oh, oh is, is that oh, topical? Oh. <laughs> is yes, that topical? That's very topical and very <laughs> heated. Uh, let's go ahead and save that for the entertainment whatever. See, the police are already coming for you. <laughs> I was going to say, whoa, whoa. Guys, I know it might be too soon for that joke. Damn. But uh, I we, don't need the cuffs, please. We are absolutely slaying comedy today. We are slaying it. We are already apologizing, so we must be really com- uh, we must be really comedy right now. <laughs> Speaking of apologizing, uh, don't you have some redactments from last show? I sure, I sure did, and thought I say I saw, that in the past tense. Thought I saw that in the script that you had some redactions for us, Matt. <laughs> so I had a redaction from last week where I was like. I made this huge thing about, like, you know, oh, like, he's so handsome, that Mad Bomber guy from White Collar. And then I said that he was gay. And then I said, wait, no, he's not. And then I looked it up online. And Very really gay. So gay. instead of just, you know, letting it go, I decided to bring it up again on the show and not letting it go and further digging the hole that I have, have continued to dig. So, yeah, I'm going to redact that redaction. Good. And uh, divide by zero, and this show will never exist. (laughs) (laughs) Probably the wisest thing you could do, bringing it up a third time on today's show. 
The, uh, you know, rule of three for comedy, that's what they say, so it makes sense. What's the, yeah, what's the, is there a rule for redactions? Is there a fucking up rule of three? Um, I don't know, but I will say that from here on and thenceforth, <laughs> those comments and questions have been redacted. Oh, well done. Yeah. So well done. I'd like, like to apologize again. Oh, um, <laughs> we need to have a, we need yeah. a new segment specifically for our apologies. Because it's one, corner. it's one thing to be wrong. It's another thing entirely to actually regret those mistakes, which I do. Oh, almost never. I almost never regret my mistakes. Hashtag no regrets. Yeah. Hashtag Yolo. Auto Yolo. Yep. Drake is awesome. He was on Degrassi. Ah, is he? Oh, I have. Uh, he was. I have Degrassi news. I have Degrassi news. You have Degrassi news. I do. <laughs> I did not started, know that show still on. Started from Degrassi. Now we're here. Oh, uh, oh, well played. Thank you. Um, this is why we need Pete. Yeah. He keeps us in line. <laughs> That's but exactly. Anyway. What's the next? I don't even remember what the next thing we're supposed to do is. Taking over Pete's uh, roles, I want to say. Uh, yeah, we got some new movies out this week. Oh, sick. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> some of the ratings are actually very surprising. Oh, sick, um, dude. So, so coming in with a 95% out of 100%, because that's oh. how math works, is a Spy with Melissa McCarthy in a role you've seen her do a million times, but this time with Jason Statham. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Wait. Uh, she's, a, she's a spy. Apparently. Yeah, that movie's, that movie's good. It's good. Apparently, it's really good. <laughs> All right. I think <laughs> like, Yeah. My the um, biggest surprise to me is not that the movie's good. I mean, they're all very good actors. So I guess I should have known that it would be a good movie. But how did they get away with just naming the movie Spy? I felt I thought for sure that title would have been taken by now. Because I mean, um, America's been making movies since what the nineteen like tens twenties. How in that span of time has the word spy not been used? Um, maybe no one thought, you know, like they didn't have Justin Timberlake there just to say, you know, just spy way cleaner. <laughs> uh, yeah, 95%. I wouldn't have guessed. I mean, maybe we're, maybe this is really going to be the funny one that she comes out with. Um, <laughs> all the other ones were shit. Don't watch them. <laughs> this is her comedic. It's a bridesmaids. She was this bridesmaids. is her comedic coming out. This is the one. No, forget bridesmaids. This is the one. Go see Spock. She was opposite of Jason, uh, Jason Bateman too. And that movie was really oh, not funny. Oh, true. Oh, true. I forgot what it's called. I don't want to think about it. Anyway, um, Entourage came out this Wednesday. Oh yeah. That, um, little head start in front of the, uh, <laughs> the, uh, Oscar future Oscar winning spy movie. Um, yeah, that has a 31%. Oh, on the tomato meter. Um, <laughs> it might be just okay. because there's a lot of hype. There was a lot of hype going into it around it because the show is so well received and loved by fans. But um, yeah, not a lot of people like him. I don't know why. I guess we'll find out. Yeah, I have. I wouldn't know. I never saw the original show. Oh, you did? Oh man. Yeah. We should totally like bro it out because that's like Pete's like favorite show. Can we have a sleepover? We we totally Sorry, could. I don't know. I don't know why I was so energetic about that. Just kinda, I mean, not that I not that I mean I've been wanting to do that for a very long time. Not definitely not that. Uh, hey, what's another movie? What's another? Uh, movie? Oh, <laughs> I'm trying to find a transition here. No, uh, the next one. Um, some of you might recognize. Uh, the next movie is a Testament of Youth. Getting a lot of Testament. buzz for the good drama. Testament of Youth. Okay. Uh, it's at an 83 percent right now on the Tomato Meter. And uh, it's about the Great War, World War One, as seen uh, through the eyes of a young woman who falls in love with uh, Jon Snow. His name is not really Jon Snow, <laughs> well, but it's Kit Harrington. So yeah, I know him best. 
And uh, Haley Atwell's in it. She's not the leading lady, but she's in it. So that's kind of cool. Shout-outs to Agent Carter. Yeah, nice. And uh, one that I know Pete would never talk about on the show, but since I'm talking for Pete today, uh, I'm going to put on the show. Um, P- police Story Lockdown. <laughs> what? As in Police Story, uh, Jackie Chan came back oh, and made a new oh. Police Story movie. Yeah, that's right. That and here's, right. here's the... Uh, here's, <laughs> You want to know about the plot? Oh, damn right I it's do. I'm not gonna totally unique. It. It's uh, Jackie Chan is back as a as a Captain Chong. Okay. Z H O N G Wen. Oh, Chong nice. Uh, and uh, he has to save his daughter. Really? Yeah. From um from uh, zombies, perhaps? Uh, maybe. Right, maybe a rival, from a gang. A gang. Probably a gang. Them. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a coin toss, really. But yeah, either one of the two, he has to rescue his daughter. Does he? And he's kind of, you know, past his prime years. Does but he, has he to come out of retirement? He's getting too old for this shit. That's for sure. He kind of is. He's one. No, he's one day before his retirement. That's what it is. <laughs> oh damn, poor Jack. Well, he's gonna die, so I don't want that to happen. Oh, anyway, yeah. No. Those are the new movies coming out this week. Uh, yeah, you should go check them out. I might watch Spy after this. Just yeah, I'm so curious. It sounds like it's pretty good. I still got a yeah. couple other movies on the on the theater queue before I get to Spy. I still have to see Tomorrowland, and uh, and then Aloha, and then San Andreas. And then maybe Spy. Wait, San Andreas is already out? Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. It's about smashing that. It's smashing the block, uh, the block, the bus, the, uh, the box. Ghostbusters? The Ghostbusters. Ah, oh, fuck. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The joke is ruined. The joke is <laughs> Anyway, let's uh, move on to your it's, entertainment whatever. It's Matt and Casey's comedy hour. It's Matt and Casey's yes, comedy it's hour. And I'm dancing. We've got bad jokes, and it's more than an hour. So, <laughs> are we really going to put through the listeners today through more than an hour of this? Uh, f- I mean, we'll find out. I guess, I guess we will. Only time will tell. Yep. What's next? Oh, I just—that was your transition. I said it's Casey's Entertainment, whatever. Oh, already? Oh, shit! I don't even have. Um... Well, let's uh, let's find out. Let's see what I have well, around. While you're finding things out, how about I take ten minutes to talk about Tomorrowland? Because you mentioned it. Um, so I watched Tomorrowland uh, a couple weeks back. Nice. I said I was gonna I, said I was gonna be on the show, talk about it. Uh, I was hoping to poll some listeners about they watched it, but apparently no one watched it. Yeah. Um, and only I watched it. Sad, and given like some too. of the box office uh, records of this. Um, yeah, Tomorrowland was not really well received by a lot of people, and it's sad because uh, Disney is doing something new that isn't Pixar related. Yeah. Um. So I was really looking forward to this, and I um I'm not saying that because I didn't like the movie. I actually did. I, it wasn't one of the best movies. I'm not saying run to the theater and watch it, but if you're looking for something new from Disney that isn't Pixar related, uh, definitely watch Tomorrowland. Uh, just some things about it. Um, I really like the acting in the movie. Um, I was not expecting that from somebody who just came off of a stint from a Nicholas Sparks movie. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I can't e- Oh, man, I, I didn't even have her name up. That's going to be bad. Um, anyway, yeah, the lead actress in that movie. Uh, Britt um, Robertson? Yes, she did a good job. Um, she definitely did not look like the age they were kind of going for mm-hmm. in that one, but that's fine. I mean, you know, Saved by the Bell kind of rules. They may look like they're 30, but, yeah, they're in high school. Why not? Um yeah, so uh, it's, it's a fun story about how, like, you know, space is, like, the last, you know, 
unknown frontier. <laughs> the final humanity, frontier. You the final say. frontier. Yeah, you, you say, yeah. say that. And not that it hasn't been said already. <laughs> but, yeah. No one needs no. to know. No. No one's listening to us anyway. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so... Uh, her name is... Very, sorry. Her name in the show is... Uh, or in the movie is Casey Newton? Yeah, Casey Newton. Ah, good. Another another female with the name Casey. Ah, that's great. I just love that. I love that when is women that have thing? my first name. That's the thing with unisex names, man. <laughs> just... I have never met a girl Casey before. That's why. Really? I'm trying really? to think of an actress named Casey. My... I don't know. Sound off on Twitter, guys. If oh. you know an actress oh, named Casey. Oh, good pitch. Oh, great pitch. Uh, yeah, so like she's like this like high school kid where like her dad like works for NASA but you know NASA doesn't have any money and uh, we're not funding them anymore so they're shutting down home. a launch pad it's really <laughs> sad it's a really sad setup but it's kind of cool cuz she's like she's like you know uh fending off like you know the uh um things that are trying to tear down like the launch pad and stuff like that where her dad is getting laid off from just you know to prolong you know the uh his stint there and mm-hmm. you know um she kind of holds on to the idea of going out into space and, you know, looking at the stars and stuff like that. So it's she's really oh, cool. Funny. And she wears a NASA hat, like, the whole movie. It's pretty cool. Is it like a anyway, baseball um, cap that says NASA on it? It is, yes, exactly. Oh. Yeah. Oh, shit, really? Yeah, it really is. It's a oh. red one. I was hoping okay. you would say red. Cause nice. It's like, oh, you did watch the movie. Uh, Me and five nah. other people. No, I wouldn't uh, see you like that. Yeah, so uh, I'm not going to go into spoilers just in case you guys want to watch it. But um, essentially, she meets George Clooney. Uh, he plays a character who uh, went to Tomorrowland, is now in our uh, world, so to speak, and um, and then yeah, he gets trapped it's... in the fifth dimension, <laughs> and then he has to push books over, which is like Morse code, <laughs> right. to tell to tell them to tell how close, the, the world how, of fun NASA. How close is the movie? How close is this movie to Interstellar? Actually, not at all. Not at all. Okay, not at all. Just because no. from the poster, it looks. It looks very similar. similar. It looks very yeah, similar. Corn fields. With the well, the wheat field. The wheat field. The I grew up fields. in a farm town. Let me just. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Let me just. I, yeah. How dare I, you? I should know my corn from my wheat. Should it, should you? <laughs> I should. <laughs> they look very different. They do. They look a little bit different. Yeah. So George Clooney. Uh, he has so all these wheat. cool gadgets, which I really liked about the movie. It's like it's like almost like Disney's trying to get into steampunk. Which is kind of cool, oh, or nice. like uh, um, if you guys played, um, oh shoot, what is the name of that one? Uh, it's a video game Bioshock. about Bioshock. The Infinite. Sky one, yeah, yeah. There it is. It's, it's it feels like that, you know. It got oh, jetpacks cool. and like they got like uh, um, you know like brass instruments and things that oh. look high tech that aren't really. It's a little oh, like worn in. Nice. It's a really cool like uh, kind of design. They kind of kept with the same motif of Tomorrowland from um, from Disneyland, so. Uh, where it's kind of like that. It's, it's uh, really neat. So hopefully this kind of opens up a new uh, world for uh, Disney to jump into. Because I really like the Tomorrowland um, like bits mm-hmm. in the movie. But they didn't really develop it as much as I thought. It's just like five minutes of it and then boom, you're back in like our world. Which is like, oh, boring. You know, I want to be in Tomorrowland. Yeah. So, um, but other than that... Um, some people complain about it getting a little preachy, but I don't really feel like that. Oh, it was okay. Is it uh, what uh, climate climate change? Yeah, climate like change there was more? a big thing about climate change, yeah. which uh, yeah, it's it's kind of like Important. a theme nowadays because even Mad Important. Max had that kind of thing. But we'll we'll talk about it later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll, yeah, we'll yeah. talk about that probably next. Probably next yeah. we should talk about that. But yeah, no, I I do love I do love that that art style of steampunk that's like kind of like retro futuristic where you have yeah. you have an old take on what the future would look like. And plus, this is 
this is the second time I want to say that a movie's been made based off of a Disneyland ride, or I guess in this in this case area. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah, a block. Some pirates. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, space pirates. Tomorrow pirates. Tomorrow anyway. pirates. So uh, Tomorrowland, go see it. Tomorrowland, yeah. I'm um, uh, out of five, uh, three and a half. Is, oh, I mean, nice. Don't it's, run there, but you know, if, if you've watched everything else, go watch Tomorrowland. All right. It's uh, it's a good. I only have movie. to and watch thousands of movies before I see Tomorrowland. Only a lot. Uh, something that you don't have to run to the movies for. That's Aloha. I watched that. Uh, I'm <laughs> no. going to Hawaii Ooh, next week. Nice. Or in two weeks. So I was like, you know, I'll watch Aloha. You know, Rachel yeah. McAdams, John Skuzinski, you know, my boy Bradley Cooper. And you it know, was. It was not good. It was not good. Oh, that's not, a damn. That is a shame. Is too bad. I think the how tomato many, meter has it below than 20. How many Hawaiian people are in that movie, Matt? There's actually a lot. <laughs> oh, for real? For some for for something that I disliked, there was actually a good amount, at least. Okay. I mean, um, I had read one of the. Sorry, no, go ahead. No, I will kill you if you don't go first. <laughs> okay, I will go yeah, first. Then. Sorry. Yeah, uh, <laughs> there was a big like uproar about how like the the lack of of Hawaiian people in the main yeah. cast being it being on the island of Hawaii. But you know, I had some issues with that. I understand where people are coming from. It's just like you know, it's about someone who's you know an outsider from not originally from Hawaii. It's about him and coming to the island, working at an air force base in on Oahu, and I'm like. Well, yeah, I mean, there's not going to be a lot of... There's going to be people from everywhere, which I'm trying to say. That and sounds, uh, one of the sounds like a key good issues... Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... it's. Uh, I thought it was too, but it's just the execution. Too I bad think. it and sucks. I, too bad yeah. the statistics say it sucks. And I say that Why too. That? It's Why too is bad because I really wanted to like it. Um, plot took the back seat. Uh, That's the biggest thing. But what kind of saved it and what made it uh, at least bearable, I didn't walk out on it, I, um, was uh, the uh, the acting in the movie and the writing was uh, and the conversations between the two people felt you know like kind of like real you know it, it felt like uh, there wasn't a lot of big dramatic scenes you know kind of like Silver Linings Playbook it felt like a like a real conversation between people that just you know have a lot of things on their plate and a lot of things on their mm-hmm. mind and um, the interactions between Bradley Cooper and Rachel McAdams kind of felt real as like you know you know long lost lovers so to speak and. Um, Emma Stone as like kind of like the young spunky girl, the go-getter. Uh, she did a good job on that, but that's one of the main issues that a lot of people brought up was uh, in the movie she's a quarter Hawaiian, but she looks white, hmm. and people are like, why don't they just get someone that looks more Hawaiian? And then I don't know. I kind of have an issue with people saying that in the first place. Like, what constitutes more Hawaiian? What constitutes what a per- person looks like? Uh, that's I, I for a political podcast that I'm launching next week. Oh, nice, Salzi's uh, statistics. Salzi Underwood. Ooh, I like that one. I am not. Don't kill me. Don't kill no. me. I will, I'm trying to knock twice, but I don't think you can hear that. All right. <laughs> um, but more on that later. Yeah, yeah so, so Tomorrowland. Aloha. Tomorrowland, see it. Aloha. Uh, don't. Don't, yeah. Do we want to talk about Mad Max since we're on the topic of movies and this I mean, one we've both well. seen? Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's get on that. So I've heard a lot of things about Mad Max over the past couple of weeks, and uh, finally I just nutted up and went and saw it. And it was good. Like, it was really right? good. It wasn't, it was, it didn't give me that, like, euphoric feeling that I left the theater with when I saw, like, say, Interstellar. I wasn't, like, awash with emotions and mysticism yeah. about the world. I mean, it, you, I, a, a apocalyptic movie really wouldn't give you a really rosy outlook about the future. Now, would it? But, <laughs> no. 
But uh, I mean, as far as as just cinematic experiences go, it was a beautiful film. Um, I mean, the plot was the plot was solid. It was like it was like a hero's journey to the T, like to the absolute letter of the story. It followed. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was just character arcs were very clear. Yeah. And uh, motivations are very clear, if not stated explicitly. <laughs> well, <laughs> I want to go to Valhalla. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to save these people. We are not your, uh, you cannot own us, you know? It's like, you know. <laughs> I had heard, um, I, I heard it, it passed, oh man, I don't, I don't oh, remember what it's called. There's, there's it's like a, a test, right? There's a test for seeing if a movie is sexist or not. Is that, it's like the, the, the Bechdel, the Bechdel test, but basically what it is is that two female characters have to con- have to have a conversation amongst themselves that does not involve uh, basically a male a male member of the movie movie mm-hmm. or a conversation about their sex life basically, and I feel like that yeah. that happens that happens almost as soon as we're introduced to the female leads, which is cool because the female leads, their story arc is largely trying to get away from this male tyrant who has them imprisoned. So the fact that they would have a conversation not about him is is cool. And it was interesting because it's not like, uh, you know, it wasn't like really heavy-handed, so to speak. It was yeah. just like, duh, he's like super evil. Let's just get away from him. This is for great justice and... You know, rebuild a population somewhere else. Or I'm not even here as your baby maker. You know what I'm saying? I thought it was kind of <laughs> nice. cool. I think they literally said that in the movie. Like, not we're your not baby your maker. baby maker or something. Not your, you can't be my baby daddy. Yeah, but dude, like, uh, um, Charlie Theron, man. Like, holy crap. She good. She real good. She's um, super good. She's super bald. She pulled Natalie Portman. She's super bald. She's the baldest. She looked good with that haircut, actually. Her, she did. The shots she, of her uh, eyes were really beautiful. With the with the black makeup. Yeah. Ooh, like oh, the motor the motor oil on the the grease on her forehead. Oh yeah, yeah. She just kind of like randomly grabbed it from <laughs> from, her, from a spot that's clearly leaking and right. not at all holding. I'm like up. ooh ooh, that's gonna be bad for your complexion. Ooh, don't put that there. Ah, oh, all right. Maybe she exfoliates. Ah, uh, maybe. maybe. I don't yeah. know. It'd be kind of kind of hard to with no water. What is Tom Hardy's obsession with metal masks? I don't why? know why. <laughs> he, he doesn't like his teeth. Maybe my so name is Max. You merely adopted the Shand. I was born in it. Wow, he kind of did. Right. You know, A the opening bit. shot of him just coming out of the sand, or just or whatever, so to speak, was or no, it was an opening shot. It was actually after like forty-five minutes. Of yeah, it was. Car chase. Uh, it was a little bit after that. It's a little yeah. bit. It was enough time for a nap and then wake up and then see that. Not to say that anyone fell asleep during the movie. How dare they? No, like, uh, man, like I think the first. Did you think um, that like speed up kind of section where he's like running through like the uh, uh, when he was like running through the um, the corridors or where he was being held captive or something like that? Did you think like your the film was kind of messed up? I, it was kind of sped up. No, I've I've never seen a style. Well, I never seen a modern movie kind of do that style so heavily because there was multiple yeah. times in the movie where they did that kind of speed up that like that like one point five place like really frantic, thing. yeah, yeah. It kind of reminded me like an old like a very old movie like a nineteen thirties or twenties like silent film how they used to just if you ever look at them they look a little bit sped up in their playback. I it it worked. I think it definitely worked. It gave you a sense of like. 
of of being frantic, being a little bit confused because that's yeah, exactly. his yeah. mindset. It kind of puts you in his mindset because now he's hearing voices, he's seeing illusions of of who I would assume to be his daughter. Uh, that's another mm-hmm. point that we'll talk about in, in a minute. Um, and, uh, and and yeah, I I really like the style. I think it was super unique, and I hope that if they do other movies that they they either incorporate that same style or have a new style that's wholly unique to say a different character from uh, mm-hmm. from that story i've never oh, seen i, see. I should okay. pre- i should preference this with that i've never seen the original films i wanted to see them i didn't have time to see them before i yeah. saw ad max and that kind of brings up something that some people reached out to us on twitter um uh who asked that question who are you who are you person you're probably shouting your name right now is at it, me, and I'm so sorry. Is it one of uh, our two super fans? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to call him super fan. Was it kind of sounds like a dick move. Was it like me in a drunken stupor? Uh, it was Perhaps. not. Oh, I okay. think it it was. Oh, I will be sorry. President sorry, looking at my Obama. phone. Nope. Okay. No, it was. Uh, oh yeah, it was. It was. Uh, Elisheva. Did I pronounce your name right? You can't respond Elisheva. because this is a podcast. Elisheva. <laughs> Elisheva. Yes. Anyway. Uh, well, not that your name is on point, but yes, hopefully I nailed it. Uh, nailed yeah, it. she asked, uh, do you need to watch the old ones to make sense of the new one, as oh. in for Mad Max? And I don't think so. They did a good job of setting it up in the beginning without devoting too much time of setup. Um, the biggest difference is in not only is there no gasoline in the world or something like that, um, and, which, which was the main, you know, uh, or there's no oil. That was the big thing in the first trilogy. Um, in uh, this one, it's also water. Everyone's fighting over water. Yeah. And uh, they're kind of that same theme, you know, with Tomorrowland where it's like, you know, environmental wars, so to speak, you know. Now it's called the Water Wars, and it's, uh, you know, it, the exact opposite of Waterworld. And, uh, <laughs> it's good. Yeah, it's, it's good. Movie. It's okay. <laughs> it's fine. Apparently movies work on giant sand areas, not giant, giant water, water areas. Not- Nice. Um, yeah, I just uh, where was it going with this? Yeah, you don't really need to watch the original the trilogy to um, to really appreciate this movie because it kind of is a new take on Max. Also, yeah. he did more than just kind of grunt in the original movies, <laughs> and uh, I want to get your take on that, Casey. Was it kind of? Did you notice that at first? Did you think it was like it wasn't not not big of a deal? Am I making something out of nothing? Because he does a lot of just. Mwah. Uh, well, I mean, he he does that. He does that. Yeah, but I mean, I think it works for the character. Uh, he he definitely he doesn't he he doesn't like enunciate. He he talks he talks like a madman. He talks like someone that has I don't know schizophrenic illusions. I don't even know if you have illusions on schizophrenia. It's been a long time since I read a psychology book. Um, I said it's a long time since you've been schizophrenic. Well, I mean that too. <laughs> Maybe who knows. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like uh, I guess yeah, that makes sense. I guess I, I, it was I, so immediate. I thought of it. I was like, he's not really saying a lot, and maybe that adds to the feel of the movie and why it was well, so great. He's ambivalent, right? It has to do with it has to do with him doing the right thing versus him doing the wrong thing. He he says like if you have if you have hope and you can't achieve your goals, eventually it drives you crazy. Yeah, and obviously he's still tormented and driven, driven mad by these things that he was not able to do. These people he was not able to save. Yeah, and um, and it 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 really it toys with him. That's another thing I wanted to get your take on is the the moral ambiguity in this film, which I thought was interesting. I've been talking with some people who had seen the film before, and uh, they had said that since they have you have a good character 
who's doing a bad, a quote unquote bad thing, trying to steal people, I realize that you should not own people and people mm-hmm. who are being owned should definitely be stolen from the people who own them. But you have, yes. a, you have, a, you have a good guy who's trying to steal something, someone, uh, almost said something, that would have been bad, ah, oh, PR crisis. And uh, you have a bad guy, you have the villains who are essentially just trying to have, well, not just trying to have, I mean they're definitely dicks about it, but they're trying to have healthy babies, which is in itself not necessarily a bad thing, trying to have he- uh, healthy children. Now the way mm-hmm. they go about that is kind of dickish, and uh, they definitely deserve to uh, get what happens to them, no spoilers. Yeah. Um, but uh, The but, question yeah. is, like, is the repopulation of humanity as can't, like, is, is there a way for that to be not awful? <laughs> right. Oh, or is the fact... And, that, and they thought they're making like a, a, a community, right, around their water source. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he, does the fact that this this ruler, does the fact that he owns all the water entitle him to be a, basically a, a dictator in this, yeah. in this uh, government setup? It's not really a government, is it? Uh, this post-apocalyptic community... <laughs> Shit, that's not, that not a co-op. Sounds friendly. Well, it, it it sounds kinda, friendly. It's, it's not a co-op either, although it's mostly <laughs> slavery. It's a co-op. That's what it is. Uh. <laughs> it's not part-time ownership of anything. <laughs> no, and like the, the easy answer is no, but putting your, you know, we're, I guess we're going to kind of discuss this also about our take on, on The 100, which is another good show that we're going right. to talk about, uh, that it's getting really good. Um, the It's it's a question of like what, wh- where... <laughs> To say, you know, pun intended, where do you draw the line in the sand? <laughs> Ooh, very nice, very nice. You know, it's like if if you have this resource and you feel like you're capable of leading it, obviously he was super dick. He's obviously. enslaving children. He's like, you know, having multiple wives and he's keeping it all to himself. And he's pretty mm. much, you know, treating treating himself as a god. Don't be addicted to water, even though I have it all. Um, like... How do you how do you govern or how do you create community in in a wasteland like that? And I think that's such a it was such a neat like it wasn't really um, it was just presented in front of you. the The question was put in front of you in the movie Mad Max, and this is how the characters in the show answer in the movie answered that question. Uh, whether or not you think it's good or bad is up to you. And I think that was kind of interesting. It wasn't like Max wasn't like you know you're wrong. Because you're a bad guy, and I'm he doesn't enunciate that well. Yeah, and he doesn't know. You're wrong. And he burps. You're wrong. Well, I like this. I like the post-apocalyptic world that it has. I think it was it was pretty unique, where you have all these rivaling communities that that will join up, that will join together just to make sure that this one guy gets his wives back. Mm-hmm. I thought that it it really it goes to show what kind of what kind of importance healthy children are in this world? Because as you, as we saw with with Nux, um, who is played by another famous actor whose name escapes me at the moment. Oh, um, it's, uh, it's Beast from yeah, <laughs> from X Men. Exactly. Oh, damn it! But uh, I'll but, look it up. but he has he has tumors, and uh, most other people have tumors, and it's it's all killing them because I I'm assuming there's radiation just everywhere in this world. Yeah. Yeah, with uh, genetic mutations uh, abounding. Nicholas Holt. There it is. That guy. Great actor. Glad he was in the film. Um, yeah. Anyway, good movie. Glad I saw it. 
Uh, it, had, it just looks great. It, you know, was, I mean, well acted and it looks awesome. It got a, it has a 98%. Yeah, it was very well cinematically shot too. I, I kept thinking like, wow, this is just a this is just a beautiful movie. Look at all this like one, all this death and blood, but it is a beautiful movie. <laughs> yeah, and it was just like a big long car chase and like mm. there really wasn't too much to the plot of the movie, but it, man, like it's what a perfect marriage between like, you know, um like uh, computer effects as well as physical effects because you know like they had actual cars roaming around the deserts and you know they added all the extra explosions and the giant scene where they're you know in a um you know the uh what do you call that desert like a in a, in a sandstorm right right and it looks great you know they had a fire tornado i think at one point yeah and i was like oh this is a flash oh. um <laughs> hey crossover <laughs> hey there you go we can dream we can dream we can always dream but yeah it's really good movie well worth the hype if you guys haven't watched it yet go I'm probably gonna see it one more time. Before Super quick, theaters. Super quick. I have, I had, I had heard a uh, a conspiracy theory about the movie that since you've seen the originals, I wanted to get your take on, and that is that okay. the Max in this movie, since he is played a little bit differently than the ones from the original one, um, is it true that in the original movies, the original Mad Max finds like a child that he befriends or something like that at some point in some movie? Oh, I'm trying to think now. Is that true? I had heard that he does, and I had also heard that that child may, in this world, grow up to, to become take on the name. Yeah, he just take because he was a feral. It was a feral child in the original movie who didn't have yeah. a name, and that maybe he just assumed the name Max, and just kind of became that's who I he became. I never heard about that. I never heard about that theory, but yeah, that is true. There is kind of like a young child that he befriends. I man, I haven't watched the movie in a while. I. Haven't even had a chance to rewatch. I was going to, but I didn't. Um, hey, same here. I'm trying to think now. Uh, I guess that makes a lot of sense because you know that's why this Max in Fury Road he kind of like talks a little differently. Mm-hmm. He's a little more f- like frantic, kind of very survival instinct heavy. It makes a lot of sense actually. I I always assumed that it was just the same Max, except because of the events from the first movies, he kind of just you know went crazy even mm-hmm. more. Um, but that's something to think about. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back and research that. Awesome. Look forward to hearing me be wrong in the redactions. <laughs> <laughs> Can't Send wait it for over. that. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, no, go, it's fine. go see Mad Max. Yeah, do it. It's still in theaters. I mean, it's been out for about what a month now. It should be in theaters for about at least another month. Oh yeah, but yeah, definitely. definitely. Nothing really else coming out anyway. Uh, moving on. Yeah, uh, let's get into some TV talk. Or did you want to do? Whoa, your Whoa, whoa, I want to do, I definitely want to do the entertainment whatever. So, uh, so, uh, a lot went on during this week. It's time for the entertainment whatever. Come and get it. Come and get your entertainment news. Entertainment is served. Are you just clinking a can or are you actually. I'm doing sound effects, Matt. Hold on. Hold on. Come and get it. Come and get your entertainment. Entertainment, entertainment whatever. Entertainment whatever. All right. I'm sorry, you were saying something? I was asking why you had an accent all of a sudden. Oh, uh, did I? Did I? Sorry about that. Uh, uh, sure. Must have been it's another, like for the 1940s. Ah. Must have been another drunken super. Ah, quirky. Hey. Uh, anyway, first up, Disney will not be moving forward with Tron 3. Ah, God damn it. Now I'm sad. <laughs> I just immediately make myself sad. So Disney's not going to make Tron 3. Um, it was never really greenlit in the first place, but I mean, a bunch of the the characters or people in the show like Joseph uh, Koskinski 
uh, who was directing had said he would he would definitely return to direct. Uh, Olivia Wilde said that she would come back and, and reprise her role as well as as well as Garrett Headland. And uh, yeah, well, it, it's just not going to happen. So maybe they already have the assets for that CGI Jeff Bridges. So maybe in another couple decades maybe. they'll re they'll rethink it, and make a Tron three. Also it's with like a, a by, also with Daft Punk, uh, hopefully. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say it's it'll come out every twenty years or so. <laughs> a new installment will come out every twenty years. Yeah. Oh man, that's fucking funny. All right. Um did you ever see Big Trouble in Little China? Of course I did, yes, because I'm a fan of action movies. So Dwayne The Rock Johnson is uh going to star in a Big Trouble in Lina Chi- Little China remake, uh coming from Fox, I believe. Wow, really? Yeah. Okay. So Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He's uh, he's he's a hot guy right now. He's so movies. hot right now. He is so yes, hot. He really is. He's like molten magma, magma. Because <laughs> he's a rock and he's hot. All right, thank you. Hey, uh, nobody knows Austin <laughs> Powers, Casey. Come on, man. Magma. How do you know Austin Powers? What are you talking Aren't about? Aren't you like a baby? It transcends generations, man. It, it, it's, it sure does. It will exist for all times, present and future, and past. I hope so. Uh-huh. All right, uh, San Andreas uh, has rocked the box office. See what oh, I did there? Hey, uh, nice. With forty-seven million um, in its debut. Dang! A lot of people want to see San Francisco underwater. Right? <laughs> That's so sad, but definitely true. A lot of people uh, would like to see that. <laughs> oh, they man. did. I should say. Yeah. Um. Uh, nice. Okay. Well, next up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there was a thing going around on Reddit where uh, there was an article that said Netflix was experimenting with potential advertisements on its website, and a bunch of people went absolutely crazy about it. The mm-hmm. whole the whole deep web was just just fuming with with internet hate, which is arguably the worst kind of hate. And um, and a Netflix spokesperson came out and said that they have uh, zero in quote uh, we have zero intention of putting ads on our platform. Uh, no change at all to our policy. So, wow. so ads will not be coming to Netflix anytime soon. Uh, so it means that they're they're doing well enough right now to stand on their own two feet without advertisements. Um, and it seems like they're pretty hell bent on never having advertisements, which is which is nice for people who don't use ad blocker. I guess. Yeah. Not yeah. that I'm promoting ad blocker. No, why would I do that? That's, you should that's, always support. That's just silly. Whoever the content. Honestly, creators. yeah, I, I I should say that. J- joking aside, if you do have channels that you enjoy watching, you should definitely disable any ad blocking programs that you have because Absolutely, ad yeah. revenue is how most online uh, communities make money. Anyway, that's a little fun fact, not having to do with entertainment news. Sorry to sorry to distract you from the entertainment news. Next up, Daredevil is eyeing Jason Statham for a villainous role. Because this, he's like the second hottest person in the movies right now. Right? Why not? And I think he would look good with a little bullseye on his head, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, if you catch man. my drift, if you I know really what I'm hope saying. They don't do that. If you know what I'm saying, when I say that. It would be funny if, like, he did do that, but it was like a sticker. He's like, that's stupid. And he takes off, his, <laughs> takes it off. It's a scratch. It's a direct a scratch diss sniff. to the movie. It's a yeah. scratch and sniff. It smells oh, it is, sulfur. Yeah. <laughs> it's awful. 
Hey, getting back to what we said earlier, next up, uh, Degrassi is ending uh, this summer after 14 seasons. So, Oh, man. Started from the bottom, and now we're back to the bottom and definitely canceled. Sorry, Drake. I mean, he's not on the show anymore, oh, so. Yeah, true. Unless he is. Do you even listen to Drake? I'm not, I, I, I dabble. This guy doesn't it. even listen to Drake, guys. He doesn't even listen to Drake. <laughs> Sucks, man. I'm not. I'm not with it. With like you know the younger <laughs> crowds. Now I really sound like Pete. <laughs> yeah. Next up, you're gonna start hating Channing Tatum. I know. No, man. He's, yeah, he's okay. Tanning Chatham. All right. Next up, Yahoo wins the rights to live stream an NFL game this October, which is uh, pretty big news, actually. Although it is just that is huge, yeah. Just one game. It does mark a move, or could mark a move, of traditional NFL streaming on TV to potentially the internet. Um, and I know we've been saying this for a while, but if Netflix ever got on got any rights to some sports streaming whatsoever they would they could easily replace a lot of people's tv services because i know a lot of yes. people who just watch espn and that is the only thing that is on their tv at any given time besides bars <laughs> besides sports bars but people at home yes they some they they just watch espn yeah that, that is actually is huge because um you know, everyone has like a you know electronic rectangle in their pocket these days, capable of watching. Uh, at least in the United States, most people um, have that. And uh, so, yeah, for them to have the exclusive rights to like broadcast a live game to every potentially every, like anybody with a phone, that's huge, man. Yeah, good for Yahoo. All right, good well, community money. Huh? <laughs> hey, more on that later. Uh, next up, a new Mega Man series is coming to TV. Uh, what? In 2017, a 26-episode Mega Man show uh, will be coming and is being made possible by a three-way partnership between Cap Capcom, uh, Man of Action Entertainment, and Dentsu Entertainment USA. I think that's how you sure. pronounce it. Question Dentsu. mark. Dentsu. I'm guessing it's. Uh, I'm guessing it's animated. It's not uh, live action. Uh, no, <laughs> I I don't know. I would be down for a little bit of live action Mega Man. But I don't think it is. They already have the uh, they already have the 3D assets from that new Smash Brothers game. So oh, okay, why would they hire an actor? Although it it does seem like Jason Statham's pretty hot right now, and he does like guns. <laughs> so maybe just strap one to his arm and paint him blue. Who knows? Listeners, anybody who uh, anybody who is well equipped with uh, with with the photoshops. Uh, if you can Photoshop <laughs> Jason Statham as Mega Man, <laughs> I will personally shout you out on the next show because that's all uh, I can offer. I you. will chuckle. I will chuckle heartily. Uh, next up, uh, Arre Arrested Development season five is confirmed, coming to Netflix uh, in yes. mid twenty sixteen. So we only have a few more months left, and then there will be more Arrested Development, and then shortly thereafter there will be just. I know, uh, a, a plague of sadness when there is no more Arrested Development. <laughs> so yeah. we'll all come out at once and everyone will binge it in a single day and then be instantly sad. Ah, it's, uh, shit sucks, bro. Yeah, I was, uh, I was actually uh, watching the first season, like, um, like last week. Awesome. And, uh, I mean, not the whole one. I was kind of going bits and pieces at it. But, man, like, I forgot just how funny that show is. So oh, I'm glad to hear that it's coming back. I think that there's definitely a rise right now of uh, of like in joke, really fast paced, witty comedies. What with like 
Silicon Valley community. I think Arrested Archer. Archer, yes, definitely. And I think that I think Arrested Development kind of helped spark that style of comedy in a lot of ways. So I'm glad to see that that Netflix has the common sense to keep them around, even if the 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 channels and networks that did not continue airing the show uh, did not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was definitely ahead of its time. That's why it was canceled so early. Uh, Joe McHale, <laughs> you're gonna like this. Actually, I wish I wish Pete was here for this. But Joe McHale has joined the X Files revival. Yes, I saw that. That looks awesome. <laughs> I do, he's gonna play Tad O'Malley, uh, the of anchor. Course. The anchor of the of the popular conservative internet news network, um, who becomes an who becomes an unlikely ally for Mulder, and uh, also Scully, I'm assuming, by She's probably going to be there too by the uh, by the trans something property. It's been a long time since I took geometry too, uh, but anyway, looking forward to that. It's okay. Yeah. Um. For uh. Well, for anyone who doesn't. Oh, sorry. No, 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 no. Please, please. Go ahead. I was, I was going to ask, do you think he's going to play it straight? Like, he's going to do, like, this is him doing drama, or is he the comedic effect I in that think, movie? I think he's never like well, I don't know. I think he might He might do kind of a... Because it would be interesting to have a comedic role in the X-Files. It would, yeah. Like a, like a heavily comedic role. I know there is some tongue-in-cheek moments. Mm-hmm. But um, he might also perhaps do kind of what Stephen Colbert does, which is play a, a parody of of whatever oh, character he's trying to, so he's a he's yeah, like a yeah. he's a conservative news anchor. So maybe he takes on almost exactly the Colbert kind of kind of role. Who knows? Who knows? I'm not sure. We'll find out. We'll yeah. find out soon. Only time will tell. And if we didn't already have a title for this episode, that's what it would be called. We can always change it. <laughs> no, it's, no, 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 no. Not set in stone. No, 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 no. no, no. That well, delete key is there, and <sighs> I have a bottle of vodka, or not vodka, a bottle of tequila, just waiting to be placed on it. <laughs> there it is. Everyone will forget. Everyone will forget. <laughs> Speaking of tequila, Enrique Iglesias has sliced <laughs> his fingers. <laughs> okay. Has, has had his fingers sliced by a drone during a concert in Tijuana. Oh, shoot. Oh, man. So, uh... kind of a drone? Is that a BattleBot drone? Girl, please excuse me, because I must be getting on to the ER so they can stitch up my fingers. Because I, I don't know, maybe he tried to sex up a drone because he's a love machine and will sex anything, anything within arm's reach. He was trying to be the drone's hero, baby. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> nice. That's right. That's Ricky Inglesias, right? <laughs> oh, man. Well, I mean, no. I hope so. Wow, I could make a really bad joke. I won't. I won't though. And uh, and with that, that's gonna do it. Uh, that's gonna do it for the entertainment. Entertainment, whatever. Was that the the Underwood tap? <sighs> no, I love that. Uh, I love it. That was. The, I mean, that was the. Uh, that was. That was just a pre-cued sound effect. Was not tapping on the desk at all. Oh no! No! Kind of a laugh was that? Oh no! No! Guffaw. <laughs> All right, cool. Let's get into some TV talk. You guys oh, been waiting man. for it patiently, I know. Unless you skip forward and seek forward and try to hear this spot of us talking about TV talk. All right, we're gonna we're gonna lead off with um kind of a a new favorite show. I mean, at least my new favorite show. I'm definitely hooked on it. It's the 100. Ooh. If you guys haven't heard, we're gonna break down the season one of 100, which is found on Netflix over the next couple down. weeks. And we were really impressed by the pilot. And the second episode really 
it almost literally starts where the pilot picks up. Yeah. Um, and that is, uh, what the hell? He's not dead. <laughs> <laughs> right? He really seemed dead to me. He really seemed he, dead. He really got a spear through his chest, he and he pulled an Oliver Queen somehow. And yeah, well, I mean, I know I'm not the best. I, I don't have the best track record when it comes to knowing where the human heart is placed in a human chest, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure he got speared in the heart. I'm pretty sure. It was towards the left side, which I believe where the heart is, right? I would believe so. so. It's been a long time since I read an, an anthropology book, so I don't know. Wait, is anthropology the study? I think it's anatomy. It, it is anatomy. Bad. What's anthropology? That's the study of ancient man, whom I'm assuming also had hearts on the left side. Maybe. You would think so. Maybe. You would think so. But yeah, I, I was really, I was ready for him to be like, oh, he's the character that we were all built up to like, and then, you know, his death kicks off the series. Yeah, he had this. But I guess problem. not. He's still alive. All right, that's good. He went through the trouble of rescuing him. Good. And, and stuff they like that. Kept him alive with a leaf, with medicinal qualities. Within With it, those herbs you so much like, Casey. It's like <laughs> I just love them. herbal tea. Oh man, it's like my grandma when she used to have an aloe vera plant, and I would, I'd slice my fingers on a drone, and she would replace my fingers with an aloe vera plant. Man, <laughs> and then it just formed into a new finger, right? It's exactly. Works. When I got stabbed in the chest with a spear, she shoved an aloe vera plant <laughs> into the wound. <laughs> I don't think that's that's Listeners, how it works. That is not how it works. It's been a long Dude. time since I read a book on medicine. But I'm assuming that's how it works. There's a book on everything. That's what it is these days. <laughs> oh, that was an man. audiobook on everything. Anyway, uh, so the whole episode kind of revolved around, um, you know, like, uh, well, not only were we were introduced to new characters, like um, this new mechanic, but also uh, it's also starting to revolve around who, you know, the, the question is, who are these other people? On, on the ground, and who is leading the 100 people down there? And who is leading the, all the rest of humanity up in space? Uh, so there's a big question of leadership throughout the whole episode. Um, so Casey, I want to get your take on how do you, how do you like the power struggle kind of between uh, Clark and uh, what's-his-face? Uh, Bellamy. Super douchebag? Super douche. That's, his, yeah. that's canon. That's his name. I even super douche. I don't get what his end game is. I realize that Clark is like doing her mission. She realizes what they've all been sent down there to do. They were all briefed, right? I don't remember from the first I would, episode. I would think so. They like were they... all told why they're going down there. I don't. I don't understand why super douche is being well, such a on. super douche. Oh well, yeah, true. Because he shot the counselor. True, also true, but I don't get what his end game is. Does he want anarchy? Does he want to be in control? Like, does he, does he want nobody to be in control? I just like he just, does he just want to like get everyone dead so he can have some alone time with Clark? I don't understand what princess. His, what his? Always, like, I, the collar. I don't get what his end game is. Yeah, it's like you know he's all saying like you guys are not criminals. You know you're all free people. And I will lead you, you free people, even if I have to cut off your hand. Right? There's <laughs> and no I'm just rules. like, wait a second, hold on. There's no rules. Okay, there's one rule. You have to take off your stupid thing so that everyone thinks we're dead, so that they come down and rescue us. But at the same time, I'm not supposed to go back because I killed the, the chancellor? I, I don't understand what, well, he, what his goal is here. Well, he thinks that if they all think they're dead, they'll just stay up there. But... 
Clark is like, no, we need their help down here. Now, especially there's like people down here that are killing us and stabbing us. And you see from that end thing, apparently it's like Max and like there's trees now on the on the planet. I guess the, the face metal yeah. face mask yeah. thing. True, 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 true. That was true, a true. feeble attempt at a joke. It's actually Tom Hardy. Uh, <laughs> just uh, grumbling to himself. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, 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 Bellamy. I don't know. He's he's going at it in all the wrong ways. I think. <laughs> I think so too. I don't uh, see. Okay, so it's taken me. It's. It's still taking me a little while to get into this show. I, I want to like the show. I just have a lot of questions about it first because I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a sci-fi guy. I've always liked Star Trek and things like that, this whole like post-apocalyptic view of things. Um, I love that kind of stuff. But this show really, it, it, it focuses more on these kind of relationships between these teen characters yeah. that I haven't really been able to find super interesting yet. Yet I say yet because I know eventually I've been told that the show kind of changes in its in its theming towards yeah. the end of this first season. So I'm 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 gonna give it at least until on. yeah I'm gonna give it at least until then I want to give it a fair chance because I want to I really want to like the show. But so far, I think that I I well I, I keep hoping that they spend more time focusing on the situation that they're in and like the ethical yes. conundrums that arise from that rather than who likes who who kissed who. Mm-hmm. Who is being a dick to who? Who is like the he? He's mean to you because he likes you, or like how Octavia chases a butterfly into the woods like a fucking child. Why yeah. would she do that? <laughs> she just she wasn't skipping. You know that's the only thing she wasn't doing. <laughs> I just don't. I just don't get a couple of things. I don't get a couple of things that happen. Um, There's a overwhelming false sense of security for people who landed on a planet they haven't been on in a hundred years. Yeah, and kinda, them themselves haven't never been on. It feels like summer camp. It feels like they're at summer camp. Like you have yeah. the, the people playing the bongos in the corner, like people who don't want to do chores, like people who are just tackling, like guys just tackling guys for the fun of it. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know what they were fighting over. I think I think it was literally a red piece of cloth. I think that's just what it was. <laughs> it didn't even need to be anything. Oh, um, uh, yeah. But uh, I don't know, like, I, I guess for me, what I'm really latching on is uh, the character of Clark, because he's kind of like us. We're just like, would you stop yeah, like, she trying to of... rule the group? We have to survive and get food. Oh, by the way, there's people throwing spears at us. Can we just focus <laughs> for one second, please? She really is the voice of reason. I, I think she, about it. she comes back to the camp. She sees them like taking off like the, the cuffs and she's like, what the fuck? I leave you for like five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you're well, killing us yeah i, I will, love the main character she's in it like not as much as i thought yeah but she really is a voice of reason it's pretty I, funny i will say that her and and what's his name the keanu reeves looking guy finn 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 yeah that's his name he is he is ted. totally keanu reeves he's ted he's ted yeah might as well call him ted um but uh for some people who watched octavia almost be eaten by a giant water snake yes. they were sure quick to wade into that water that they found in the woods i said in my notes ooh, remember the lat oh sorry go ahead no, 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 well just like ooh water yeah, no no perceivable danger here shortest like memory span at all dude i i was just like why would you jump into a lake when you almost got eaten by a giant eelfish yeah, or like the fact that she knows that she should collect rainwater because maybe river water isn't the cleanest thing. It's maybe radiated. it's full of radiation, but I mean, she's just like, ooh, water. Let me fill up all the containers. Glug, 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 glug. And I want to say, oh, because they're like teenagers, you know? Yeah. But if you think about it, um, 
the uh, the, the adults up in space didn't it it took like a while for them to realize maybe they're taking off the cuffs instead of them dying. I, it took them a, a little too long to figure that out for me. Yeah. I mean, that is, I was thinking about that too. I don't know whether it would have been better to have them realize it faster or, or to have the mechanic tell them completely about it. Cause the fact that that mom, is she Clark's mom? Is it, yeah. Is she Clark's yeah. mom? Yeah. The fact that she just had that hunch and they explicitly say like, you have no reason to believe that they would be taking the things off. And she's like, no, I just know that they, I know I that they're know that taking that. them off. And then the mechanic is like, yeah, they're definitely taking them off. She's like, I knew it. I'm like, why would she have any reason to, why would she have any dis- concernable reason, discernible reason, there it is, to, to believe that? I have no idea. I don't know if it would have been better to go one way or the other she way. She has hope. That's why. She has that maternal it's, instinct. She has hope. Uh, yeah, so I, I don't know, how, how do you feel about that whole story arc going up? Oh, pun intended, because I think they call it the arc. Uh, <laughs> <you can laughs> nice. correct me later. Uh, yeah. No, how, it, how do you, it's called how the do you arc. like that unfolding, you know, the whole, you know, the thing, the same thing up there, the question of leadership. The chancellor's been stabbed, they have the chancellor in, you know, kind of like in transition, which is, um, wrote it down here, Marcus Kane. Ooh, nice. Another guy with long hair and in power, who's power hungry. Oh like, yeah, uh, he does have that. He does have a little bit of a, like a Snapeish vibe to him. Do you get that? Do you get what I'm saying? <laughs> he totally does, and I can't believe I didn't think of that sooner. <laughs> I'm a little mad you made that joke. I wish that was mine. Uh, yeah, Chancellor, much- something, something. Detention. <laughs> Deten- <laughs> five points from Team Arc. <laughs> I don't know. Team Chancellor. Team Chet. Five points from Team Chancellor. Yeah. So yeah, like that that kind of power struggle, and it's just like the chance, like, dude, if you want to say something, you know, like, or no, no, uh, Marcus said that when he was talking to the chancellor, he was like, so if you need, if you're trying to accuse me of trying to take your spot, you totally caught me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, like, what, what he he seems too overtly evil to be the bad guy. I feel, right. I feel like it is a literal Snape character in which misdirection. He's it's a misdirection. Yeah, he's super super evil. Look at how evil this guy is. He's definitely evil. Whoops! It was an elaborate ruse. He's not evil, and he actually saves the day. Well, I mean, it, it's it's a question of. And this is kind of where it gets interesting, and I hope they kind of expand on it in the show as season one progresses. But it's that big question of, you know, uh, you want to be devoted to preserving the human race, and you're willing to do whatever it takes to save, you know, these people. And in Marcus Kane's mind, he is doing that, you know. Yeah. He has to, you know, uh, he doesn't want anybody else to die, you know, but at the same time, we have to sacrifice certain people so we stay alive to be able to fix life support. And with that key, like, voting... Uh, at the end, uh, towards the end of the episode, where the chancellor oh, right, ends up right. abstaining, yeah, you know, he's like, he's ten people his... are gonna die in that ten days of us, can, you know. I can do math. By. I can do math from abstaining. He killed a hundred people, so he is, yeah. he is wagering a hundred people's lives that they will have this solved in ten mm-hmm. days. I thought that and was, I thought that was cool. I thought I will say that about the show. I thought that was a yeah. cool concept. I like that. It's such a. It's super dark, man. Once you step back and think about it, it is super you, dark. You almost need like the teen dark. makeout sessions to kind of give it some levity. <laughs> you kind of do. You, you kind of do. do need it. Well, like the the butterfly trees. Oh yeah, and uh, when did that happen? Them finally just making out. You know the way that he told her that he was protecting her just really got her going. Apparently, <laughs> you can't control me. 
No, can't control me. Consider yourself controlled. Oh my gosh, it's so hot. Oh man, make out with you with butterflies. That's funny. That's funny. Which makes this... me think, what what was in that water that he gave her? That's like that's obviously Molly water, you know? Because <laughs> they're gonna, like, you know, they're gonna bioluminescent uh, butterflies. Right. It's got to be a raver thing. They're gonna like, yeah, they're gonna rubber band the butterflies to the tips of their fingers and do like little things. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I gotta I gotta ask what is, cause uh, kind of getting back to Clark's mom, she yeah. had hope, right? And that kind of seems to be one of the morals of the show is to have to have hope, but it's hope without reason. It's like blind hope, and I don't I don't get why that is the moral. It's Maybe like, I'm, I'm reading too far into it, or it hasn't paid off yet. I think that's what it is, cause. I think what they're kind of going for is believing in humanity. But right now, the hope that they're ho- holding on to is just hoping that their children are alive and that their children are going to do something good. Right. Um, and it's not really like there's, there's, there really wasn't anything for them to be hopeful for except their own children, which they presumed are dead, except yeah. Clark, I guess. True. So um, I, I don't know. Like I, I see what they're going with it. Um, it's, I guess, I don't know, it's just a plot device at this point. Yeah, I, don't true, really true, know. True, true. I don't, uh, but I just don't know what to have hope in because the light that they paint human, like, natural morality in with all the people down on the ground is like, it's like 10% douchebag, 50% sheeple, and mm-hmm. just like some good guys peppered in. Um, I feel yeah. like not everyone would just be dicking around if they were abandoned on a planet like that. I mean, they all yeah. have the prisoner thing in common. So I mean, I feel like that would make them all want to like huddle together. Maybe that yeah. maybe that's what they get into in further episodes, though. Maybe, maybe that's yeah. maybe that's what happens. I feel I I making a lot of I'm making a lot of judgment statements right now. I just want to say because I began this with oh I want to give the show a chance, and then I just proceeded to rag on the show. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I I I need to watch the the next uh, the next few episodes so yeah. that I I can have some of these questions answered. I feel like I haven't watched enough right now. I love the concept of this show where they're just you know referring to the human race as expendable, a small percentage of the human race as expendable, and no one wants to hear that. Yeah, because we live in a world where we don't want to think of people as being expendable. no one's expendable. Yeah. But in their like crazy desperate situation, they just have to think that way. Yeah. And it's uh, it's like super needs dark. The, needs of the many over the needs of the few, and that is That's very right. that is a very adult theme for is, yeah. a very teen-ish show. Mm-hmm. At this yeah. point, I don't know. Maybe it changes. Feels very CW. I will say that the show suffers from something that I think a lot of shows suffer from right now. Uh, something that Mad Max I, we forgot to talk about um, does not uh, really does a good job of of correcting is is that it it shows it doesn't. It doesn't tell. It shows, yeah. This show over-explains why they're there a lot. I think in almost every scene, we have one character reminding another character that they're on the Earth to save humanity because the Ark is dying. And it's mm-hmm. like, what What are you doing? Why are you taking those off? We're here on Earth to, to stop, to save, to, to live, to humanize. And then, like, very next, very next scene, it's like, oh, what are you doing? Don't kill him. Don't be an asshole. Yes. Yeah. Because we're here on the earth to save the humans and the human things because humans are good. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It just it happens. It, it happens constantly. If they 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 just need to assume that the audience understands at this point. It's not. Yeah. 
It's not a not babysitting us a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and I'm not 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 yeah not babysitting us with with constant plot. I don't know, maybe, yeah. but maybe they fix it. Maybe they fix it. See, the thing yeah, is, maybe, yeah. the thing is, is that the show has already been done, and it's had a pretty long run. It's still going on, if I know correctly. So I'm, I'm assuming that they fix a lot of these things. Not really fix, but like, uh, just they, they expand. scale back all the maybe exposition and just actually putting in actual dramatic stuff. You know, like they're actually having development rather than just you know, because I feel like the first five episodes of any show is going to be. Uh, setting up like where are they and what's at stake, you know, because they have the time to have all these characters. So I think after five episodes, when we can really start getting the feel of where the show is going. Yeah. Well, I mean, just keep. Maybe need to wait longer than that. I don't know. Yeah. Keep in mind, like what what Mad Max did. You you we get almost no plot as to Max's backstory, but mm-hmm. we know a ton about Max's backstory just from the few hallucinations that he has, and we already know like. Like what he's done, why he's tormented, like where he came yeah. from, where he's going, his mindset, yeah. what kind of guy he is, and he only has like five five lines of dialogue in the whole movie. Yeah, and that was told uh, in a short amount of time. You yeah. know, yeah. So, um, yeah. Well, I guess we'll have to see where it goes. Uh, so far, I'm still invested in it. I'm still invested too. I mean, I, I'm sorry to any listeners yeah. that may have pissed off just now, but who knows? Maybe I'll have a change of heart. That'd be a nice little character arc for the it's- show. We still have to meet the other side of the or the other people on the island. You True, know? the the or, bad not guy. island. Sorry, <laughs> on the in the mountain area. The, I guess the mutant, the mutant humans, the mumans, if the you mutants. will. The inhumans? No, not inhumans. Mumans. It's already taken. Uh, Jerry. Uh, anyway. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so okay. That's, that, so that, that's the hundred. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna watch season or uh, episode three next week. Uh, get our thoughts. Yes, on we that are. Week. Pete will be back. Yeah. Yeah. He so. Will be uh, back. I know Pete watched the hundred for this week, so uh, he's probably dying to talk about. Let me call him up. Let me call him up, Pete. Okay, yeah, I got him on the phone. Pete, what did you think of the one hundred? Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. It's really cool. All right, thanks, Pete. Thanks. See you later. All right, that was pacing, Pete, ladies and gentlemen. He paced out the door, or the phone. I don't know. Sure. Uh, (laughs) Moving on to House of Cards. (laughs) Oh, one of my favorites. The one that I like talking about, The House of Cards, because for the first time ever, I've seen all the episodes. You're ahead of the curve on this one. And you've seen the first five, I think? I've seen the first three. So we're, the first we're, three. We're talking yeah. about what? The first two. Two right now. Okay. Talking about two. Okay. Good. Good. Wait, are we talking about two or we're three? We're talking about two. No, no, no. We're talking about two. That's the one I watched. So that's the one we okay, should cool. talk about. <laughs> okay, cool. Okay. So, uh... Uh, wow, it opens up with the Republican Party saying, or sorry, Democratic Party saying, yo, uh, Frank Underwood, uh, we don't want you to run. Well, first of all, it opens up with with uh, Mrs. Underwood uh, trying to get that UN, oh, yes, that right. UN nomination. And the Republican, right. the Republican council member kind of grandstanding and really, really getting her aggravated on the stand. What'd you think about that, Matt? What'd you think uh, about that, that was- scene? That was so uncomfortable. I must have skipped it open. <laughs> you just no, I, it was so traumatic. You erased it from your it was, from I your memory so bank. I felt so bad. Yeah. Like she was just getting totally grilled. And of course, you know, it was a test. You know. Yeah. Because you know, he said that he's not going to openly be against her or help her, but he's not going to make it easy. You know. Yeah. I did think because so, he is he is being a, he is being a dick, but. That point he made at the end, I don't know if it was a cover-up for his dickishness, but if he can, like, he, he says that if she can overcome all of this, then she'll make a great ambassador. She'll make a great ambassador. I, I don't know. I thought that was clever. I don't like the guy, but I thought that was clever. 
Yeah, and uh, just, man, that really puts the Underwood family in some hot water because, yeah, calling the, the U.S. military irrelevant <laughs> is uh, <laughs> Ooh. pretty bad. Ooh, yeah, that's... Uh... And she should know better, you know? She like, she was probably, I mean, obviously she was caught off guard. Well, she was taken, taken out, of out of context. She should yeah. know. She should know that's going to happen. She should know not to say things she like should. that. So she wasn't ready. Yeah, she wasn't ready. She wasn't ready, coach. Oh. And, and you put her in the game, <laughs> but it's okay. Uh, and then following that, yeah, uh, we had that, that situation where Frank was totally getting dissed by his own party. He said, don't run. Please don't. Don't run. Please. <laughs> Pretty please don't. <laughs> You're too crazy, Frank. You're too yeah. fucking batshit crazy. We don't want you to run. Oh, man. He's, uh, yeah, he's good. Uh, so the Democratic Party will not choose him, uh, but he is going to he is going to deceive them, as we saw from his his cabinet meeting, where he says, "I have every intention of running." Yeah, but he, he is he's not gonna, ready to announce. He's going to backwards engineer it. What do you think that that What do you think that that's all about, Matt? Yeah, so smart because, like, leading up to that that scene in the Oval Office with him and his really tight inner circle, you know, and I was really sad that Stamper isn't part of it anymore. It was uh, Remy and uh, Seth. Oh, just, yeah. just, just the two of them, not even bringing just in his the wife. Two of them. Yeah, they and they will Get make it if they try. If we try. <laughs> Got some soul in your friend. You're like Ted. Ha! Oh, shit. the movie is gonna be terrible. Uh, oh. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm excited because um, he kind of had like that aha, that eureka moment. It was like, you know, let's just do everything backwards. Let me just say I'm not running, and then I'm sure that's gonna set up for him going. You know what? Second, I did such a good job. I'm am gonna run. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my prerogative. Uh, yeah, so I, I I'm excited. I'm just kind of sad that Stamper's not in the mix on this because he's you know he's yeah. been his right hand man for a while. Although Seth Seth seems like a, a nice guy. Seems oh yeah, like no, he's definitely little... like doing a good job handling all that stuff. He is forcing that friendship on Stamper. He's like, we are gonna be friends, bitch. <laughs> well, he said, I'm forced to be here. It's whether or not you answer the door. <laughs> uh... Hopefully, yeah, uh, yeah, hopefully they they become buddy buddy. Hopefully, Stamper comes back into the circle, but I don't think so. I think Frank's gonna kind of keep him at a distance still. What do you think? Is he gonna come back in, or who knows? Do you already know. I already know, but who knows? Never mind. But who knows? I who do. Knows? I do. You do. That's who knows. And everybody else who watched it besides <laughs> me. But I mean, I, it, it is a good plot. It is good suspense for a show that obviously knows that people are gonna binge watch. Typically, typically people aren't going to go week by week like we do. Yeah, um, it really knows. It knows suspense. I've always thought that about House of Cards since I started watching it. Like good pacing a couple of months ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It knows how to. It knows how to almost force you to want to click that play button again, just so that you can get you can get that payoff from the previous episode. So House of Cards a clickbait? <laughs> <laughs> it's a kind, kind of, kind of a little bit. It's a little. A little it's actually clickbait. literally clickbait because it's internet based. <laughs> what the shit? That's funny. I never thought about that. What did you think about all the shitloads of symbolism in this movie? Do you get what I'm putting down? Do you know what I'm referring to, Matt? Sim- uh, the the egg. I didn't yes. understand. Ooh, the egg. Let's delve into. I was actually going to ask you about that. Shitloads of you, symbolism. Can you break into that, please? Right. Uh, well, first of all, uh, there's like an obsession with the egg, the egg being a symbol of, of like fertility, maybe, uh, having a child. It's a symbol. Oh, she's super pregnant. It's a symbol of innocence. Now, hold on. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that she's pregnant. I'm also not saying that she's not pregnant. 
but oh I'm God. not saying that she is pregnant. I'm, I'm, what I'm saying I'm is... I'm not going to punch this microphone, but I'm just saying is, What I'm saying is, is that this is a symbol. It's a symbol of things. And, uh, and she, she, at one point, gives the egg... She gives the egg to Frank. And, and Frank doesn't almost think anything of the egg. He just kind of takes mm. it from her. But you can see the sorrow on her face, kind of hidden, kind of hidden behind her her robotishness that she has developed over the years, being the bit, yeah. being the first lady of a or being the wife of Frank Underwood would probably do that to you. He's a little bit of a crazy person. She's she was already probably part robot, but it kind of grew. And uh, contrary to robotics, I mean, as we as we know, uh, they do not have they don't have any kids, but she would have liked to have possibly had kids in the past, mm-hmm. maybe. And uh, we see her giving this egg to Frank almost as if to symbolize her giving what could have been to Frank to help him with his political career. Man. You see what I'm, see what I'm putting down? Yeah. And then at the end, at the end, we see her fry an egg. That's how the show closes. We see her fry an egg as if to symbolize her giving up what may have been just to fully sell herself into this political career. There's Man. no, there's did, no going back. The egg has been did, fried. Did Lauren write that for you, or did you really make that up on no, your own? No, no, <laughs> this, this is I'm super kidding. <laughs> I'm super kidding. <laughs> no, that was good. I did not catch that at all. I Shit knew that it symbolism. was a, a thing. Yeah, no, it was. I mean, I will. Does the, 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 the color of the egg represent something? The black egg. Black, maybe uh, Frank Underwood's soul. Maybe. 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 It could be. Uh, that they're kind of blackballed now a little bit. That they are a li- they have some black balls, yes. Oh, speaking of various shades of balls, we saw some things that we don't normally see the Underwoods do in this and that is one really, one that's your transition one, into this scene. <laughs> one cry and two uh copulate. Yeah, I was going to say wow, like, in my notes, I was typing this as he was crying. I was like, wow, I don't think I've ever seen Frank cry in this show. She's taking off his pants. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's apparently what turns her on. <laughs> yeah, that's what it, that is. That's what. Wow, they need. <laughs> that's uncomfortable. But it uh, seems like they did need it. You know, yeah. like they were both had their backs up against the wall. They're really in a frustrating, you know, really demeaning almost situation. She's begging for votes. He's begging for money. Yeah, and you know they both come up failures, and then they just have to, or they feel like failures at the point. They just have to do something together to get through, and this happens to be some copulation. Yeah. So we see we see Team Underwood. We see we see Team Underwood at an all time high. Morale is high on Team Underwood at the yes. end of this episode. Absolutely. She's like, you know what? I'm just gonna go for a different job because that's how life works. Because she's trying to, she's making it on her own. She she throws up the hat and everything. <laughs> she's making her way, making her way downtown. <laughs> Uh, walking past. Walking past uh, oh, oh, walking fast, faces past. Yeah. She's and homebound. Then she's homebound. And then she fries an egg. And then she fries, then an, she egg. fries an egg, but we already talked about that. She does. Uh, I like how the show uh, takes an interesting look. I've always liked this about the show. It, it gives a very serious look and a very almost nonchalant look at conversations that spark lots of media speculation. We'll see two... We'll see, like, say, for instance... Uh, Mrs. Underwood having a conversation with the UN Council. Yeah, and um, at least I think that's I think that's what they are, right? They're the UN Council. 
I don't actually remember. Right in, in the very beginning? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what they are. I thought that was like a, a – it wasn't a hearing, was it, or something like that? It <sighs> felt like a hearing. It's something like that. I don't know. But anyway, she's having a conversation with them, and in a very casual nature, they have a heated discussion, and it sparks all of this – all of this media outrage. And then we also yeah. see in almost very, one of the very next scenes, her call up that same guy and them be pretty, pretty civil with, with each other. Exactly. Yeah. How there's, there's that change between the person who they are behind the scenes and who they are in front of the cameras and in front of the media and all of the speculation that spins off of all these very diabolical things going on within mm-hmm. these people's heads. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's a very uh, unique look at – well, not really unique, but it's it kind of tells the truth that we don't want to hear. And that's uh, – politicians are really good at, you know, <laughs> smiling and showing face and uh-huh. and I don't know. They're just like well-equipped to deal with situations like that and they know how to apologize and how to persuade. And um, Frank kind of gets into that towards the uh, – you know, during his speech. But yeah, uh, even parts of where um, – like who has who has the the thought of you know we've only been here for five minutes we should hang out for about an hour in the White House so it doesn't look like we only came here for five minutes like that's not something you think of on a on a daily basis unless you're a lunatic how do I present myself to the rest of the world at all times yeah you know it's crazy but that's just the kind of like the world they live in right yeah I think it, in some ways it has some similarities to to Veep and I mean maybe that's saying that that Veep is a is a very good look at politics in its own way as well mm-hmm. but uh, but we see the we see the the dubiousness where in, in this one it's kind of more dramatic and in Veep it's more comedic but yeah. there is there is that constant theme of that constant theme of being someone else in front of the camera someone else yeah. behind the camera yeah, absolutely. It's the same theme, different tone, that's for sure. Yeah. Different delivery. And I think that this it's it sparked a lot of it sparked a lot of political shows. I can't name any off the top of my head, but I'm assuming that they're coming if they haven't already been made. And I think that this is a new this might be a new uh theme in dramatic shows that we're seeing. The rise of the behind the scenes look at politics. Yeah. I mean they got like the newsroom, which is kind of like Oh that, right. You know? Well that's yeah, that's been going on for yeah for a while. Any new ones that I can't think of, but they're out yeah. there. They're out there. Uh, another person that actually made a big splash in this episode was Jackie. I think the first time we saw her, we didn't see her in the first episode. Yeah, and uh, she, yeah, she says, "Hey, I'm I'm trying to go for the vice presidency. I want to be on the ticket." And I'm like, "Hold on, pardon? You're crazy!" And that's exactly how uh, Remy felt about that. I think. Yeah, you <laughs> like, what? crazy. You crazy. You crazy woman. But it just shows, like, they're so true to her character, where she's this big go-getter who's willing to, you know, um, you know, make those big plays, yeah, and uh, you know, get that reporter involved and kind of drop some information to her, and uh, <laughs> some information. Some, she drops no she, information. She I drops that, like she just teased like, a little. She's just like <laughs> they were in there for five. We delegated for five minutes, and then we stayed in there for another fifty-five. And she's like, really? What'd you talk about? And then she just smiles and leaves. <laughs> That's a lot of information. That's a lot of information. Left unsaid. Left unsaid. Yeah. She's like, Do you're with smart. It you'll what fi- you will. You're smart. You'll figure it out. To do with it what you will. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't give me anything. <laughs> oh, this should be. Uh, I'm sure there exists like a re-edit with like a with like a laugh track of House of Cards. That has to happen somewhere. <laughs> okay. I want. 
I, speaking of speaking of of comedic things in House of Cards, I want a running montage of every time someone tries to leave a room, but then gets stopped by someone, like immediately <laughs> by something okay. that they said. They're like, you know what? I'm just going to leave. And then they go for the door and someone's like, but wait, one more thing of information. And then they pause at the door handle and they spin around. What are you talking about? Oh, another piece of information. All right. You've piqued my interest. And then they, they leave the door and they come back to the conversation. Again, yeah. That happens, it happens at least once an episode. That happens at least once an episode. At least. It's so funny. It's so funny. <laughs> I can see that happen. Uh, there's got to be a supercut somewhere. Now you'll find it. You'll see it. You'll see it every time it happens now. You'll see it every time it happens. Oh, yeah. Now I will be able to unsee it. Thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Take me out of the, out of the moment. Uh, real quick before you wrap up for House of Cards, I wanted to talk about... Uh, the president's speech. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. And uh, I thought he was going to reveal, after telling them that he won't run, that he is going to run at the end of the speech. But he ends up just saying, you know, that means I'm not, I'm going to be able to just govern for the next 18 months, and that's it. Um, He's gonna be I was ready for him to drop the mic on them, you know, but maybe that would be for a different kind of show. <laughs> Frank Underwood is, you know, scheming still. Yep. It, uh, it allows him to do. It allows him to have a speech um, that's a little bit vindictive, actually. Can you imagine? Oh, totally. Can you imagine a president actually giving that kind of speech? He absolutely he, not. He basically says, "Because I'm not running, I don't have to give a shit about your opinion. I just have to do what I think is the right thing to do for this country." He, absolutely, yeah, yeah. And then he's gonna do it. How do you think? That, big- how do you think that'll work out for him, Cotton? Am I am I Cotton or is cotton. that a rhetorical? You're Cotton. Question? Oh, oh you're I'm Cotton. cotton. Okay. I don't know what you're referencing, but okay. <laughs> dodgeball, dodgeball, man. Damn it, I'm Sing sorry, I'm We'll sorry. see how it plays out for it in a while. It's all right. I'm, I'm um, W-H-I-T. I, wait, what? what? Oh, okay, yeah. I don't think I can, like, imagine that ever being said by anyone, especially the president, you yeah. know, anyone in politics. Um, uh, he said, one of the biggest takeaways from that uh, thing was the American dream has failed you. And yeah. I'm like, oh my God, that is so bleak. <laughs> or when he looks directly into the camera and says that you are entitled to nothing. You're entitled to nothing. Exactly. Ooh. That's another one. Ooh. Oh my God. Harsh words, Mr. President. It was that at that point in my notes I said, uh, the president has gone full heel. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, nice. And he was going to pull out his championship belt and, you know, shout to the crowd. Uh, <laughs> Do you smell what Underwood is cooking? No, he did Ooh, not do nice. that. But uh, I, I man, like just how do you as if you were if you heard that as a citizen of the United States in that you know in that world of House of Cards, how would you feel about that? If I heard that in real life, yeah, how would you I react would think, to that in real life? I would think that 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 president has some fucking balls. I would think that he is he has a mission. And I mean, I don't want to get political. I'm not going to say what I would think about that particular scenario, but yeah. uh, but I would think definitely that that president has some cojones underneath that belt. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, I think that means <laughs> so, I think that means we're done. I would I reach through the done. monitor and shake your hand right now. Yeah. yeah no, absolutely. I, right. I told you. I'm like, I would think not only is this guy cr- absolutely crazy. But yeah, wow, man, he just really laid it out on the line. Um, and I felt oddly inspired at the end of his speech, yeah. um, which oddly makes me apparently a level seven. But you didn't <laughs> watch that far in community. You don't know what that means yet. No, I don't. That's fine. I'm going to laugh you, at it anyway because it's Dan Harmon and it's funny regardless. Yeah, I was like, you know what? I will go and get that job. And I'm like, wait a second. Holy shit. 
<laughs> Frank Underwood, I'm just I'm part of your you know your flock now. Apparently, yeah, it's so bad. All right, so uh, so look forward, audience, look forward to episode three coming at you next week uh, with Pete, maybe, probably Pete, probably. Uh, all right, cool. Moving on. Let's go, let's go to Silicon Valley. Ooh, switch it up a little bit. So I haven't I haven't watched <laughs> Silicon Valley since it since it aired on Sunday. So remind me of what happened in this episode. Uh, this one is the big Bake Off. Right. Okay. Got it. Thank you. Did you watch this week's? <laughs> I did. I did. Indeed. Okay. Cool. Yeah. You know you're good. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> all right. So wait, week, wait. 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 We had what? said a little peek behind the curtain, audience. We had said that okay. we were gonna record. We were gonna record early this morning, and and Matt texts me, <laughs> and he's like, "What did what did you say? Something along the lines of like, can we record at our normal time? Because because I didn't watch." three-fourths of the shows that we were going to talk about. Yeah, I was like, show. yeah, I'm just finishing up um, Community. I'm like, I'm like, Matt, I just love I just love that you were like, you watched one of the shows of the four, and you were like, yeah. all right, done. You know what? Okay, the the NBA Finals were on last oh, night. Okay, that's what it is. <laughs> I was going to say, because like, you had said that you were watching TV all of yesterday. I'm like, all right. What's I was what? watching Community, which apparently we weren't supposed to finish today. <laughs> well, I think we that's were. That's a real I, peek behind the curtain. <laughs> I, I think that's my bad. I think that's my bad. Are we? What are we talking it's, about right now? Silicon Valley. I think it's right. Pete's bad. Do you know why? Because he took the day off, and this right. is what happens, Pete. The right. world goes to shit. He okay. took the wheel with him when he left. It's like Mad Max. He just took the wheel with him. Removable wheels. Yeah, removable that's wheels. steering wheels. That's that's a thing. That's going to be a thing in the future. <laughs> anyway, so. uh. So, yes, Silicon Valley. Hey. <laughs> so they bake. They wake and bake. Oh. They wake and bake. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of smoking from, uh, from everybody. We're actually just two it's people. Good. Smoking's bad for you. It, it, and it kind of, it's pretty funny because uh, that is exactly how it is down in like, the oh, South wait. Bay. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about like, that. Nobody smokes. They all hide it, but everybody smokes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's, a def- there's definitely a huge stigma against smoking. Not yeah, like, like not like yeah. a healthy not like a healthy one either. Like a smoking is bad for you. You shouldn't do it. But like a, if you smoke, you're a terrible person. Yeah, it's like uh, it's not just wow you made a poor decision. It's you are grossly affecting the people around you. Yes, you are killing you are a terrible human being. You are killing all of us. As uh as uh as he said in the um what's it called in the thing worse than pedophiles <laughs> uh, smokers. <laughs> what is it? What's that thing about heroin that? Uh, that that one lady says. Oh, second. Uh, nobody was killed by secondhand heroin. Or <laughs> That's, something. That's so bad. That's one of the best quotes in the whole thing. What do you think about um, uh, what is the what's the name of the of the uh, the Asian exchange student? Oh God, Jiang uh, uh, Jiang. Uh, oh man, I don't even it's, want to guess. Gonna, I feel like it's going to be. We're going to sound really racist. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But yes, uh, he. His uh, original idea was trying to find playgrounds that are not as uh, popular or something like that. Or try to find, um, yeah, try to find playgrounds that aren't overfilled. So with too many kids go by. Uh, but uh, the flip effect is it's an easy way for pedophiles to find children, apparently, <laughs> which is terrible. Oh, man. So then they, equate, then they equate pedophiles to smokers in which they reverse engineer the app as a way to avoid people who are smoking. Exactly. Well done. Uh, well, yeah, and that's how it works. 
at Silicon Valley. Pretty much. I had seen a poster the other day advertising the show. Like when this season first came out, it said the tagline of this season was a new look at genius. And it got me thinking like that. Actually, that's pretty true. That is what qualifies. That's what qualifies as genius these days is just a new way, a new way to to make an app or a, a new a new product or service that you can that you can market digitally. Mm-hmm. That is that is a new look at genius. It's not about what you're making, it's how you can have people adopt it. Yeah, it's this it's this like well, in a, in a more serious note, it's like this perversion with technology, but that is yeah. that's a serious opinion which has no place on this show. I apologize. <laughs> You haven't really said anything yet, so you don't have anything to apologize for. Uh, all right, good, 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 good. <laughs> Which is okay. Although we always say sorry. Right. And we always sorry apologize. About yeah, sorry about uh, that. What, one of the first things I noticed is, uh, I see what you did there. Uh, is there a, like, um, the, the the three commas thing that this guy has, their their funder, is is there like a three commas shirt? Because I want it. Like, <laughs> there I is really now. want it. There is now. And uh, <laughs> I like how the tequila bottle was a big giant comma. <laughs> I think that was pretty good. Or no, no, the bottle the was cap. The, the cap. The cap was, was a comma. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big comma. That, that, that was, was good. pretty, pretty clever. Props um, to set designers. Or yeah, so sets to the, the prop designers. There exactly. it is. It has to exist somewhere. Um, the uh, the, the whole well, storyline A of the story or of, of this episode was them doing the bake off, so to speak. So they're gonna get you know um, like hundreds of files. A thousand billions of data, yeah. uh, you know, to to show off their their compression rate, and it's funny because I kind of forgot that they're dealing with porn <laughs> until um oh god I've, this is like Game of Thrones right now. What's his name? He mentioned it. He said that that is pornography. Oh, uh, it's just like a bunch of lines. You talking about this? This uh, what is his name? Uh, Jared. Uh, Jared. Yes, Jared. Jared. Jared said that, and uh, yeah, like. I was like, oh yeah, I forgot they're dealing with a with, with a company that stores like you know premium porn content. Um, so yeah, the whole the whole storyline behind that though is before they was sent all that information for the test, uh, he ended up uh, finding out that one of the people from Endframe um, was fired. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he threatens to what was it? What would what did he threaten to do? Uh, skull fuck their surfers. That's what it is. That's what it is. Um, In front of uh, a birthday party, <laughs> uh, some soccer practice. Uh, uh, In front of a mom, not the actual act, but he was yeah. yelling all this loud. <laughs> uh, in front of these children, and I was just like, "Oh God, that's so uncomfortable." Very funny. I mean, just for 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 time's sake, for time's sake, I just want to just want to say uh, the show does definitely delve into a lot of things that uh, that comedically that a lot of other shows won't delve into. Yeah, I won't touch. Absolutely they, not. No. They make a skull fucking joke. That's pretty funny. Not a whole, not a whole lot of other shows willing to do that. Um, yeah. They make a pedophile and a smoking joke about Palo Alto. Uh, not a whole lot of shows really really doing that right now. That, uh, no. And they're they're dealing with with kind of a porn company as their savior, so to speak. They kind of they mess that whole deal up. Well, more oh, God, more so, so more so. What's his name? Russ, Russ Hanneman. He messes yeah. that up. What do you think is the future of Pied Piper and Russ Hanneman's character? Um, I think it was bad enough that Richard was at wit's end with him towards the end, called him an asshole to his face in front of everybody. 
Um, and he kind of confirmed he was an asshole for buying his own supercar for himself. Congratulating him for <laughs> getting in into the billion dollar, the, th- th- the three comma club. <laughs> and putting a bow on it. And putting a bow on it after he parked it. Uh, yeah, so I, I think that it's already reached its end. I don't know where Pied Piper goes on, but I feel like Russ is still going to be... I mean, they're still under contract, right? So they have to work together. I think so, yeah. So it's not like they're going to just stop talking to each other. It's not going to go away. They're not going to fire him. Yeah. Or uh, they're not going to lose the funding. But I think that uh, Russ is just going to, you know, not write any more checks for them. And then the boys are going to have to try to dig out somehow to, you know... How much more can they really lose yeah. at this point in the season? And... um We'll find out <laughs> until yeah. the finale when hopefully they save themselves. I thought, yeah, I thought last week last week was an interesting episode because it, it kind of left them in a good place, which we're not used to seeing. Normally at the yeah. end of every episode, they're in a new kind of shitstorm. And yeah. this week we kind of seen, we see OG Silicon Valley in which Pied Piper is once again just in the thick of it. They are yeah. just deep and shit. And now we have Russ Hanneman who has also messed up badly and now yeah. – now has to redeem himself in some way or not or yeah. maybe he just gets lost who knows we'll see next week yeah and uh yeah so for for rest being outside of the group it's it's important to notice that uh it feels like the world is just up against them these guys the yeah. core the core group of the show um because you know it was russ's you know tequila bottle that deleted everything <laughs> how that even works why that's even an option that's what to tequila does delete. that's what um, tequila does it erases things does. it erases wow. memory tequila erases memory that's what it does it really does, kids. So uh, <laughs> don't try this at home. There it is. Don't download. Don't download terabytes of porn uh, with with tequila irresponsibly. Do it responsibly. Irresponsibly, yeah. Do it responsibly. Yeah. Download porn responsibly. There it is. Ad blockers. Uh, <laughs> cool. So, so Silicon Silicon Valley. Good show. Can't wait for next week. Absolutely. Yeah. And they only have a few episodes left. So um, if you haven't caught it yet, be sure you catch up soon. It's only like 30-minute episodes, so yeah. you, you can do it in an afternoon if you really want on your next day off. Uh, last, we're going to talk about a little bit about community. Yeah, We're fans of the show, Casey and I. Which, if you didn't I was know. supposed to watch all of this season. I uh, messed up. It was unclear whether or not that was our duties, but that's fine. I've watched two. I've watched two of what? How many episodes? 13. Ooh, okay. So not even, not even close. Not even close to 20%. <laughs> no, but it's fine because the first two episodes were so good. <laughs> yeah, they they were pretty good. And I didn't preface this watching session by like watching previous. Like the last time I watched Community, I think was like last time it was season on five was up. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And uh, so mm-hmm. going back in, I'm like, how is this gonna feel? You know? And um, how did you think about the first episode? I thought it it moves. It it feels like an internet show now. I feel like they're they're allowed to say things that they weren't allowed to say before. They're, yeah, they're like calling people they're calling people bitches now because they can. Yeah, I they probably were able to do that before. I don't think bitches censored on TV. It is 2015. I should know that. Um, but uh, it still is because it was on NBC. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe they're allotted one. I don't remember how that how that maybe yeah works. I know PG 13 is yeah. But now they can say whatever they want. They don't yeah. drop any f bombs. They don't bro- drop any s bombs. But. Uh, Sorry, this is a podcast. We can say whatever. They don't have any fuck or, or shit bombs, but uh, not yet. No, not yet. Yeah, yeah, but they definitely. Well, as far as I know, they they haven't. Look but they can to it. They can. It's pretty awesome. It's an internet. It's an internet show, and it definitely feels like that. The pace is faster. Um, mm-hmm. I think that the uh, the jokes, the jokes in the first couple of episodes are even more uh, meta. I want to say than, than yeah usual. They're even more meta. That first episode, just talking about how Frankie was going to fit. 
into the quote unquote show yeah. of the characters at at Greendale. It was such a refreshing it's a refreshing thing to see how self aware they are. Yeah, and I think really Dan Dan Harmon kind of just took off his gloves. You know what? Just forget it. Let's just go full meta. Let's just talk about it. And, <laughs> yeah, what's uh, he got to lose? What's he got to lose at this point? Exactly. No, I mean, obviously he can't fail because even if he does, people will just ask for more anyway. No, exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, just kidding. He didn't kinda, fail. Kind of. Depends what you. Anyway, uh, how, yeah, um, you you touched on Frankie, which is a new character in the show. Mm-hmm. She's the uh, what's it called? Um, person who oversees the situation now yeah just funny because we're used to annie kind of going through the minutes so uh, to speak uh but yeah um i can't pronounce the actress's name is it pa- it's Paget, a p-a-g-e-t a page 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 i'm pretty sure it's it's the french pronunciation of it page page um but it's it's brie it's brie page right brianne page brie page i just i don't know i saw it on imdb as page brewster Oh, that's what it is. That Paget Master. Yeah. That's exactly what her name is. And, uh, and yeah. she's a very attractive woman. She is a very attractive she is. woman. She's, she's a, a fantastic lady. actor. And I really like that she is part of the team. What did you think about her trying to take Shirley's chair and them saying no? And then her trying to take Pierce's chair and they're like, yeah, what the fuck ever. You can I think have- that, was, that I, was pretty good. I died. I died at that. Just one final <laughs> yeah. F, F you to, <laughs> to, 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 Chevy, uh, to Chevy Chase. To Chevy Chase. Exactly. No, 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 no. She's, uh, no. Uh, oh, that one. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was great. Um, I love her addition to the show. I just think that she took on the silliness of the group really quickly. And, yeah. um, but which is not terrible. Um, I don't, I don't see, like, obviously they didn't see a problem with it. I don't really have a huge problem with it, but I think, like, she was kind of the character that's like, you know, I'm playing it straight. She's a I'm straight boring, character. yeah. Blah blah blah. Well, whether or not she's straight is up. <laughs> oh, is oh, up right, right. Oh, in the whole damn season. it! Okay, I'm no, that's the whole season. Oh, oh, are you serious? It. Oh man, she's even more attractive now. Oh man, she. Uh, I like Frankie. She's a yeah, good character. She's really super I like funny. I like that they added the boring, the quote unquote boring archetype because they have, they've had so many different ones in the past. They've had the two nerdy guys. They have the cool guy. They have the extreme liberal girl. They have the very smart girl. They have the conservative Christian girl. They have the old dude, and now they have. Well, they also have the they also have the the Chinese Spanish teacher, <laughs> who is hilarious. Uh, yeah, Ken John Ken John can do no wrong. He really can't know. Chang is on a whole different level of characterization. <laughs> He's so funny. He's so funny. But now that yeah, now they have the boring. They have the boring character who plays it straight and kind of oversees all the the regulatory aspects of the plot. I think right, right. she's going to be a really indisposable uh, uh, plot device, for lack of a better term. She's a great character. I'm glad she's on the show. Good addition. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's funny because I I used to watch Criminal Minds, and oh, she used yeah, to be she on that show. Yeah, she was. And uh, it's kind of weird seeing her in like a comedic role, because <laughs> man, that curiosity is comedic. so not comedic at all. <laughs> no. Anyway, uh, so yeah, so that was kind of the base of the first episode, um, and um, I love the um, the binder like thing between her and Annie. I thought that was oh, kind of nice yeah. at the end, where she puts the you know the bow in the binder. Um, now, over, and uh, yeah, over the progression of the next couple episodes in the season, do they get? more into the backstory of the individual characters like in the second episode we see into uh we see into britta's family life why we don't yeah really like see her parents or anything like that yeah yeah so um yeah as the season progresses yeah they they kind of 
peel back more layers of each character, which is kind of nice because uh, there's a lot of unanswered questions like why does Britta really hate her parents? Um, uh, why is um, what is Chang doing in the group and how does he contribute? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At one point later on, there. he's just there <laughs> spitting off non sequiturs. It's pretty funny. Um, yeah, it, it's and like the man, like I. I can't wait for you to finish this season because it is, it is honestly my favorite season. Like, and maybe I need to go back and watch the other seasons, but to have a fair fight for the rest of them. But man, it's so funny, and uh, they really nailed like um, the type of comedy that I'm, that, that I'm, I'm thirsting for. That it was kind of lacking in the past few seasons. Um, so yeah, in the second episode, they also introduced another character, if I'm correct, uh, Keith David, who oh, plays yeah, yeah. El- Elroy. Yeah, he does. He becomes, uh, yeah. he becomes a regular at the end? Yeah, he does. I'll, awesome. I will say that much. Yeah, he okay. becomes part of the group. And uh, he lives out of an RV. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they always make that joke at least once in every episode, which is kind of funny. Oh, um, I love it. And how, how did you enjoy the circa 1990s VR? Oh, God, I loved I loved every minute of that. You, you know me too well. I thought that was so funny. <laughs> and hats off to, uh, oh, my gosh, with t- uh, not, not Tony. Is it Tony Hale? No, it's not. Uh, who Joel is? McCann? No, who plays Dean Pelton? Uh, <laughs> I don't know his name. He has an Oscar for goodness sakes because he wrote an Oscar-winning film. Anyway, Dean Pelton, how hilarious was he in the VR like unit? Oh, he 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 just he commits to the role so well. He's so perfect <laughs> as the dean. All the dean puns they bring them back. I love yeah. him. Uh, but yeah, that I love the show that they keep. They always switch up the style in which it's done. They do it in every episode. Like the second one, they had the, they had the virtual reality. In the first yeah. one, they had the speakeasy, the the like nineteen twenty style. I yeah. just I love that they they switch up the the feel in every episode, and they just constantly have those ideas. There's like one running theme throughout the whole episode, and that that's that's so good, and um that continues and cha- and changes with each episode in, in this season, and they awesome. I don't know. It, it seems more present. Like everything is just more in your face. Like yes, we are parroting almost everything or homaging everything. So um, yeah, it's pretty fun. One of my favorite lines from from Elroy in his debut episode was, uh, "I'm nobody's fourth Ghostbuster." <laughs> uh, that was pretty good. And uh, <laughs> he was sitting at the table and people were saying like things like, "Oh, he's blackballed" or "He's like a black cat." And <laughs> said, "Wait." did are you looking at me because I'm trying to say, because you're looking for me to say it's okay to say the word black? And then they all start laughing. Uh, yeah. So that's uh, kind of his role in the show now. It's okay. Well, I can't wait to see the, the, the rest of the season then. And hopefully talk about it more on, uh, on future shows. Yeah, yeah. If uh, Pete will finally come around and watch Community. Oh, he will. We'll, have to, we'll just have to introduce to him like Clockwork Orange style. Prize eyes open. Yeah, just like have, have it open. Oh my god, that's so scary. <laughs> it's I can make it happen. I sleep at his house sometimes. <laughs> hey, when we do that scene in Nerd Sleepover, it's gonna happen. Like, it's actually Hopefully just gonna Pete be does. Pete strapped to a chair watching <laughs> Community. <laughs> oh man, why do all my sleepovers turn out like this? Hmm, interesting. Oh, every single probably time. Probably, probably a personal flaw of mine. Anyway, this is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> um, probably right, time. So that's yeah, we probably need to. All the episodes are on Yahoo Screen. Watch it. Uh, If I can do a quick shout out to Yahoo Screen. Also, uh, another show, Other Space. Really funny show. Maybe uh, we'll get some time next week to talk about it. But we're at that fun time of the show where we get to do our classic picks of the week. True, true chains. Uh, Do you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. 
So um, on Netflix, there is uh, a super classic, a super classic uh, French film called uh, Trip to the Moon. I believe it was done as a oh. silent black and white film. It's one of okay. the one of the earliest sci-fi films ever made. One of the earliest uh, like blockbuster films ever made. Actually, they didn't even have blockbusters back then. Uh, they don't have them now, for that matter, either. Uh, <laughs> Not even like the vending machines. But uh, <laughs> it was made in the nineteen. It was made in nineteen twenty-one, I believe. Uh, but it's That's been it's been remastered on Netflix in color and with a modern soundtrack uh, done by a band called Air, I believe. And it is. It's only like 15, 20 minutes long. You don't have to invest much time in it, but it's got a really, it's got a really quirky vibe to it. Um, it's a nice little, it's a nice little peek into the past at how films used to be when they were first incepted and mm. first really came became popular rather than just animations. These, these, uh, these silent films with with scores in them, and uh, they have both the black and white version and the newly remastered color version on Netflix. So if you want to watch them back to back, it's only like a half an hour's worth of your time, and uh, it actually it's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. It holds up to today's standards, and uh, I mean I. I doubt it'll happen, but if more modern movies wanted to take that same like acting style or editing style and do it again, I would be down. I would be so down for that. It's just so out there. It's so out there. I love this style of movie. So anyway, um, cool. it's called A Trip to the Moon in English. In French, it's La, La Voyage dans la Lune. Lune or something like that. La Voyage dans la, dans la Lune. Uh, lune. Anyway, uh, so go watch it. It's a lot of cool. fun. Cool. Yeah. All right. Awesome. That sounds fun. That was Super my best Keen impression, by the way. I awesome. just realized that. Yeah, great. great. Awesome. awesome. Thanks, Casey. Fantastic. <laughs> You're welcome, Pete. Oh, man. So, I feel like Pete's here. So that, so my pick of the week, um, I don't know if you guys mentioned it already, but uh, there's this, uh, I kind of mentioned it after last week's episode off air, but I immediately watched it afterwards. It's called Kung Fury. Ooh. And uh, definitely not classic, but it's a, <laughs> it that was, was made, uh, I think, this year. By a Swedish company who got a kickstarted. Yep. Uh, Kung Fury. It's pretty much a huge like parody slash homage to all the '80s movies, uh, action movies, and it's about as ridiculous as it sounds because it's, it's about a guy who gets struck by lightning and gets super kung fu powers from an <laughs> ancient spirit, and he's the chosen one. <laughs> and he also lost his partner, and his new partner is called a uh, Triceracop. And it's literally just a guy that's a triceratops. Anyway, yeah, it's a really ridiculous movie. Um, It's only like 30 minutes. So your homework this week on our classic picks are just about an hour. Yeah. If that. Watch all these. Yeah, so funny. Uh, And uh, yeah, it has all the tropes. Giant robots, dinosaurs, dinosaurs with lasers. It's got everything in it, man. Old man Thor. Old man Thor. Old man Thor. (laughs) Giant old man Thor. Hitler. Um, It has Hitler in it. He's the main bad guy. And um, they hack into many things. They I won't hack ruin so it too many much. things. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. They it's, hack. It's so crazy. Super hack. And also, it has a theme song sung by sung by none other than David Hasselhoff. That's right. Yes, it's I forgot so about it. It's so good. It's so funny. <laughs> it's so good. And uh, yeah, if you love eighties tastic bad movies, bad action movies, uh, go watch it. It's uh, I believe it's, it's free on YouTube. Yep. Just look it up. And, uh, and don't yeah, add have a grand time. Do not add block it. Do not. No. Because they need more money. F5 that, F5 that shit. Ten times. Watch ten ads. You have the time. Many it's times. only 30 minutes. Yeah. That's it, guys. 
anyway, yeah. Uh, super funny Kung Fury. Uh, we're going to tweet it out probably after we're done recording here. Anyway, Damn that's right. going to do it for the show, man. Oh, yeah, it is. We made it, been- dude. We did it. We did it all on our own with no parents around. Look nope. At, look at us having fun. No babysitting. Oh, man. We didn't even crash the car. This is great. This is great. Hopefully, Pete trusts us with the show again. Probably not. Not. Yeah, no. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> anyway, uh, big big thanks to everybody who listened. Big thanks to uh, Elisheva. Big thanks to Enza, who, yeah. who uh, really reached out to us on Facebook this week, actually, uh, this past week. And uh, I'm sorry that the Facebook pages app kind of sucks. You yeah. didn't see my response to it. Uh, I'll be looking out for that. Um, uh, you can send us any emails at seenanerd at gmail, right? Yep, seenanerd at gmail.com. You can also tweet us on Twitter at seenanerd. There's also That's a right. seenanerd Facebook page that you can look up. Where can they find you, Matt? You can find me at uh, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, at I'm Salzy, I-M-S-A-L-Z-Y. Heyo, you can also find me on Twitter. We're doing it backwards today. We also have <laughs> me on Twitter at Via Blast, me on Instagram at Facey Cranko, me on Snapchat at L Shades of Franco, and that is it. Everything about this show is backwards. Kind of <laughs> like uh, Frank Underwood's uh, campaign kind of thing. Ooh, nice callback. Nice Arrested call Development. Back. Hashtag it's all connected, an even bigger callback. Because we never say that anymore. We don't. Marvel kind of stuff going on. Yeah, so. Anyway, so on that right. on that bombshell. What do you guys uh, say? Uh, if you have a DVR. Yeah, if you got a DVR, use it. And uh, yeah, see you next week. Facebook. Bye 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 bye. That was backwards. God. <laughs>